Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Rupert Grint, from Harry Potter to his new show with M. Night Shyamalan, Servant. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Yes, Ron Weasley himself on the podcast today. Rupert Grint, first time guest on Happy, Sad, Confused. No. (laughs) That voice is not me (laughs) trying to also be a young lady. Nope, that's Sammy. Hi, Sammy. I'm a young lady. Well, young lady. That's my Jerry Lewis. Um, Wow, we've just been spoiled by your return to the podcast lately, Sammy. It's been nice. It's, well, nice isn't the word. I'm I having would, a nice time. I, I was going to say, for you, maybe. Yeah. For those of us. Wait, are yeah. you uh, uh-huh. telling a full lie? Or it's really his first time on the podcast? First time on the podcast. That's crazy to me. I know. Dan's not the podcast. Okay. Emma's never done the podcast. Yeah, well, you were like saying first names, like well, we all my the, buddy Dan. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Was we was on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, he's actually done it twice, technically speaking. Okay. No but one cares. <laughs> Rupert, Rupert, no, has never done the podcast. So this was a lovely treat. He's been wandering these halls for years. Well, certainly we've, we've done a thousand things together. Yeah. Most, uh, not most recently, but a couple years back we did, of course, the sketch where he played. Um, Ed Sheeran. Of kind of, he wasn't well, quite playing Ed Sheeran. Yeah, he kind of was. Anyway, look it it's up. It's complicated. It's complicated, as most of my sketches are. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a fun one. We reminisced about that. Apparently, he still he gets mistaken for Ed Sheeran. Does he remember uh, mm-hmm. what happened at the end of that sketch, which was one of the most awkward experiences of my life? What did you do? Like, directed that sketch, and at the you know, I felt like we had all really connected. Yeah. At the end, it, we were like saying goodbye, and I thought he was going in for a hug, but he yeah, wasn't going in for now. a hug, and then I did. And I was like, no one saw it, no one saw it. And then I turned around, and your dumbass is standing there laughing <laughs> at me <laughs> for my awkward. You know what? You're really lucky. Rupert hug. Because to be honest, if you had reminded me of that before he came in, I would have spent half the conversation <laughs> no. dissecting that awkward moment. It was so awful. Oh, thank you for that gift. Ugh, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't even go in for the hug. We kept it professional. Oh, we just made it's out. Unlike for a little you. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rupert's great. Rupert's great. He's very. You know, Rupert's like the chillest man on the planet. I feel like that he's unflappable. He's just, everything is cool, all is well in the world when Rupert grints around. Um, And yeah, it was lovely to chat with him, and we talked about everything, obviously going way back to Potter and and those crazy, basically decade making those movies, um, all the way up to the post-Potter years and kind of like steering that career uh, to his new show, which I really dig. It's it's, uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, is one of the creators of this show. It's called Servant. It's on Apple TV+. Mm It launches just in time for you and your family to watch on Thanksgiving Day, November 28th. Um, <laughs> if you have a really fucked up family. I was say, a feel-good family adventure. <laughs> no, M. Night Shyamalan always delivers always, on those. It's always family-friendly fare, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I really enjoyed this uh, this series. I've watched the first few episodes. It's, it's kind of a... Um, well, it takes place in one house in Philly about a couple. Shout out to Philadelphia. Shout out to Philadelphia, uh, who have lost the child, who are dealing with and kind of dealing with how to move on from that if they can. Uh, Rupert plays Lauren Ambrose's uh, brother, Toby Kebbell, who I'm a big fan, is one of the leads in it. Uh, it's a good ensemble, but a small ensemble kind of has a feel of a play in some ways, and uh, yeah, creepy, little darkly comedic at times. Highly recommend. Great. I'm in. <laughs> okay. I love Lauren Ambrose. I'm in. She's really good at it. Really good. Yeah. Um, 
So yes, so that's uh, the main event today. What else to mention, Sammy? Oh, we were just talking about A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yes. That opens this Friday. Yeah. I want to recommend that to folks. Okay. Uh, I'll yeah. ask the question I asked you uh, before okay. we were rolling. Did you cry? I, I teared up. I wouldn't say I cried. Did any, like, did the tear come out of your eye or it absorbed back into the duck? <laughs> into like the, it wasn't in, enough to... Into the dark matter. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I, I don't think an actual tear ever fell down my gross cheek. Did other people? Yeah, there were sniffles. Yeah, mm. it's, 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 it's going to make people cry. Um, Great. <laughs> is that what you want? Is that what you're looking for? I just, I want to be moved. Like I want it to be... Oh, I love to cry in movies. I'm seeking it out. I <laughs> yeah. need to feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Prove it's still possible. Exactly. Um, but this one, if you don't know about it, this is of course um, Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers, but he's actually not the lead in it. Matthew Reese, who is great, mm-hmm. you know, from the Americans, etc., is the lead. It's about, it's based on a true story about a journalist who's kind of... Um, lost his way and, and, and profiles Mr. Rogers and, and finds that connection to, to help him. It sounds a little hokier than it is in reality. It's actually really well done. And it's directed by Mario Heller, who um, you guys, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me uh, talk about Can You Ever Forgive Me, which she directed last year. So she's a, a really talented filmmaker, and I'm happy that this one continues her, uh, her streak of great movies. Um, yeah. Oh, the other thing I want to mention. Oh, calm down. The other thing I want to <laughs> mention. So oh, no, I just want. I've just thought of it. <laughs> this is how I think of things yeah. with excitement. Yeah. Um, new episode of On Location. Oh. Is, is up by the time you're listening to this. This one is about the classic Terminator 2 mm. Judgment Day. Yes. Um, I went to some of the famous locations where that film was shot with the T1000 himself, Robert Patrick. Amazing. He is uh, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, he he's a big personality, and we just had a lot of fun. We went to like the the basin where the big uh, truck chase was, where Schwarzenegger is chasing the T one thousand. Yeah, it's it's a really fun episode. I think anybody that loves T two and who doesn't love T two will really dig this episode. So check out that on uh, that's part of the Paramount Network's uh, digital series so if you go to any of the digital platforms for Paramount Network you can find that and you'll post a link right yeah great you guys all follow me on the socials yeah right yeah of course they do (laughs) something to you do you still follow me Uh, I muted you (laughs) (laughs) thanks that's it feels about right. I do, because I like to troll you you do (laughs) you do you were going to troll me the other night for uh, Shia yeah, but someone else did it first, so I just supported them. Right, right. I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to throw you over the edge. I just like to push you a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> You'll be the only person to come to a shy event trolling me, not shy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll tout that movie too, just because I've done a lot for mm-hmm. it recently. Honey Boy is out in theaters. I did a bunch of Q and A's with Shia Buff last weekend uh, here in New York. One of my favorites of the year. He delivers a great performance. Great, great movie. You should check it out, Sammy. I will. I know you're all about the Transformers, but... This is, <laughs> I mean, this there's is... a lot on my plate, but oh, I'll squeeze them in. You're, you're very, very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all my plugs. Sammy, anything else from you? Uh, no. No. Uh, <laughs> excited about the crown. <laughs> all right. There's a reason why you weren't on this podcast for six yeah, months. <laughs> I understand that now. <laughs> Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy, Sad, Confused. Tell a friend. Tell a loved one. Don't keep it all to yourself. Uh, and enjoy this conversation with Rupert Grint. And remember to check out Servant on Apple TV+. Plus. You got it. I didn't need a response, but I appreciate <laughs> it. It felt empty. Okay.
Um, Rupert, welcome to my weird office. Thank you. Yeah, no, great to be here. It's good to see you as always, man. Yep. Um, you know Felton's in town. Did you know this? I did hear a whisper of presence? that. I do sense his presence. <laughs> I can always tell when he's close. <laughs> like, there's, there's, a, there's danger in the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I haven't had a chance to, uh, to text him, but um, this is such a quick trip, I probably won't see him, but... Always, I, it's always great to bump into him. He's, he's a lot of fun. I, I gave him the heads up, just so you know. Oh, you did. So he might, he might come by tonight. He might. So be, he be might now. So be on your okay. best behavior, or be on your yeah. worst behavior. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could go either way. Could go either way. It, but it is always fun to see all of you guys because I have like, you know, I've, I've been talking to you guys probably not as long as some. I didn't talk mm-hmm. to you guys from the beginning, but for about ten years I've been seeing you. Yeah. Guys. yeah. And it's it's interesting. Like I have my own like very specific relationships with each of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe Dan and, and, and Tom most because they live in the states. Sure. I see them the most. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you were the enigma for a while. I didn't <laughs> know if I could crack Rupert. I wasn't yeah. sure. You were, you know, generally a little bit more soft spoken. Yeah. Harder, just That's a harder fair. nut to crack. Yeah. But That's now I feel before. like I've now I feel like I've gotten. We've done some sketches now. We've I've had you perform Indeed. as Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah, that was here, wasn't it? That was literally here. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like we're now between that and today's conversation. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to have the DNA to clone me my own. <laughs> yeah, I think that could very be very well be possible. Yeah, <laughs> the world needs needs more Rupert. It, yeah, I don't know if you possibly. agree. Maybe I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Um, I think <laughs> this was, is enough. Was uh, was it cathartic to play uh, Ed Sheeran when you were here last time? Was that a? Uh... It was in a way. It was kind of. It, it was a. I mean, it's, it's something that's followed me for a long. I mean, it happened ten minutes ago. I was in a lift, and someone said, "Seriously, are you Ed Sheeran?" <laughs> <laughs> so I used to back in the day. I used to uh, play along with it and oh. talk about my album. <laughs> Now, now you're like on Wikipedia every night studying, so you can get everything right. You're like <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's the strangest thing. I don't see the resemblance. No, it's, not, it's very surface. It's very like yeah. We we have the same color hair. Yeah, basically. I at think the end that's of the day. But he's great, and I <clears throat> we did a video together. Right. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's nice. How it's many nice. how many um, autographed Ed Sheeran photos are there with your signature on it running around? Probably a few. Yeah, I'd, I've, I've signed a lot of, of albums, <laughs> those vinyls. Are, those are probably the most collectible. I mean, yeah. the, the error uh, autograph is, I mean, who wants just a boring Ed Sheeran autograph? Do you know what? It's making me think now. Yeah. I, last night, I was, this guy had a load of, like, guitar kind of uh, pick guards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, now you're thinking, oh, wait a second. It's not very, <laughs> it's not very Rupert thing, the guitar. I mean, but, uh, I, mean I, I don't know. I don't mind. Um, so you're here in town talking about this great new series that um, I got a chance to talk to you guys a little while back uh, called Servant. It's mm-hmm. on Apple, Apple TV Plus. Is that what we call it? Yes, yes. the plus. It's hard to get it's the pluses. Important. There's so many pluses <laughs> yeah, out a lot there. Of pluses. <laughs> Everything's plus now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I really dig this show, man. Um, it's from um, Tony Bazgallop. Is that mm-hmm. the writer's name, right? Yeah. Who wrote all 10 episodes, I believe. Um, M. Night Shyamalan. Love that guy. Mm. Um as press tours go, though, I mean, you, you, you're now probably, you, you're so, you, you've done the biggest possible press tours in your life. Sure. So when you do something like this, is it like, this is a cakewalk? Like, I can do a couple days of this because I've done yeah. the tours before? I think you do. You kind of develop the tools for kind of coping with someone like that. It's, it's, it's an unusual thing. Talking about yourself for that kind of amount of time is kind of exhausting. But this is different. This has different challenges because it's, with Potter, kind of everyone knew the, the books. Yeah. There was no kind was of spoilers, really. It was all out there. 
this is proving quite hard to talk about without kind of giving <laughs> everything away. So it's, yeah, it's a challenge, but it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Were you, were you, so when you guys were kids, were you media trained, quote unquote? Like, was there like, like, how do you train like a 10 or 11 year old kid to talk yeah. to the media? I don't know. I mean, there was no training. We just, you just they just threw you out to the wolves? In. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but I mean, Warner Brothers were great. They kind of nurtured us the best they could. And it was, yeah, I mean, it was just a gradual process. I think we just kind of, yeah. the more we were exposed to it, the more we kind of, got familiar with this world what? which is yeah which is still it's i still find it challenging yeah no, I can, it's, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's an unnatural act to talk about oneself as much as you sure. guys are made to do yeah and to know that every single off-the-cuff comment can be well, yeah dissected i'm learning that you're just learning it now to, well today <laughs> what, what happened very, today well not today i mean yeah yes i mean I, any the pick up on yeah. tiny little things yeah um but then and yeah there's so much in, still so much interest in those films, it kind of blows my mind that I'm still like, yeah. People, every, every day I'm talking to someone who's like, just they, they, these these movies mean so much to them. It has this very deep kind of connection to their childhood, their nostalgia, and they really profoundly hold it quite quite well, strong. To them. And they're perennials too. Mm. They're like the next generation. Like every generation is going to yeah. watch these movies. You've made sure. those those films that are just going to like. I'm sure you've at some point maybe come to peace with that. That it's not like oh, in five years people are just going to. Stop talking about yeah. Potter. Gonna, I mean, they're always going to talk about Potter. To a yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I, I'm completely cool with that. I, I'm, yeah. I, I don't kind of shy away from talking about it. It's a big part of my life. Yeah, and so it's, it's ten yeah. plus years of your life, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's talk a little bit about this show, though. So this is what, what's the main reason to to hop on board this thing? Is, is it M Night? Is it the writing? Is it just spending some time in Philly? What, what appealed to you? <laughs> uh, all of those things. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I think I've, I've always admired. M. Knight, he's yeah. been someone that I think is just a genius storyteller and he always adds some sort of kind of magic to everything he does, I think. And, yeah. and, and, and pair that with great writing and these scripts were, I mean, because they're half hour as well, they're addictive. You kind of burn through them yeah. and you just want more. Um, they're kind of cliffhangers too. Like each of them. They are. First, I haven't watched all of them yet. I watched sure. I think the first four, but they all kind of like leave you wanting more. I know Knight wants people not to binge it. Yeah. I think that there's, I think there's some good arguments for kind of restraint. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, I think three is a really good amount to digest, mm -hmm. and like, it's it's heavy subject matter. It's very deeply upsetting and disturbing, um, and unimaginable to to a lot of people, I think. But um, yeah, you need to have it. It has it gives you room to have these discussions, and it will kind of cause right. conversations. I think. Well, what would you do? You put yourself in yes. in that frame, and it's it's yeah, it's an interesting interesting uh, concept. So yeah, so just to, to give the very bare bones of the world, because this is the kind of thing where you don't, we don't need to get into the nitty gritty because mm -hmm. it kind of sells itself. If you know Knight's aesthetic and vibe, you've kind of got a beat on what we're dealing with. Right. Um, but basically about a couple, um, put by Toby Kebbell and Warren Ambrose, who are dealing uh, with a loss. And mm -hmm. they've got a nanny that comes into the fray who's a little bit mysterious. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's up with her. And then we've got Dear Old Brother, Julian, yep. that's you. <laughs> yeah. Just to refresh your memory. Yep. That, that rings about. <laughs> a breath of, uh, kind of a, uh, maybe fresh air is the wrong word, but you, you yeah. certainly bring a different energy from the sure, moment you yeah. the screen, which is, which is fun. Because, I mean, you say it's dark and serious, and it definitely is, but like a lot of night stuff, it also has kind of a, a black comedic vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think when you, especially when you're kind of tackling these kind of 
big ideas and yeah. kind of it, it's a very human thing I think when you're in the darkest times you always kind of look for the the gallows humour yeah and it, it's something that's always appealed to me the kind of dark side of humour um, the kind of uncomfortable laugh you don't know you shouldn't be laughing but it's, yeah there are two kinds know. of pe- I mean not to say like I'm the one like laughing hysterically in the corner of a funeral yeah. but like you do but like that that is I don't know about you that is my humour has always yeah. been my coping me- mechanism for <laughs> yeah, the worst exactly, parts absolutely. of life yeah and absolutely and I think we'd kind of widen that way to kind of really kind of seek that and I think yeah. that's something that's great about these scripts it's it's in there I mean it's it's we're talking about <laughs> just despicable things and it's yeah. and it's an, it's an awful tragedy but it's with that there's this, yeah, and also the doll. It's something just hilarious about. It. Right. I mean, it's a horrible thing to be near, and right. I didn't like touching it. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's this it's is the, funny. The, the the kid that's kind of taken up the space in this family. The the sure. doll. That's uh... so yeah. So Dorothy kind of goes into these. She, she's mourning the loss, but she's she's in the, has this delusion that the. Right. We use this doll as a form of kind of newfangled therapy. Right. She believes this is her son and it's alive. And so you got the, you, you got the heebie-jeebies every time you, you were near the doll. You didn't feel so good. No, it, it's very uns- it's 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 an unsettling thing because it's in some ways you want to look after it because it's <laughs> it's a it's a baby and it's it feels like a bit. You have to support the head when you hold it. The, it's weighted in such a way. Right. But also, it's just. I mean, you look into the eyes of that thing, and it's. Like looking into the eyes of a, a shark. Yeah. What is it like? A, yeah, I mean, it's, dead eyes. It's pure <laughs> hell. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing to have on the set, and it's yeah. I mean, there's the the ha- just being in the house as well. Yeah, which is basically the, almost the entire setting of the show. We never leave the house. Yeah. Well, Julian actually leaves out. We never really actually leave the house with him. It's always via a portal, like FaceTime. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were in that house, for the, and it's it's claustrophobic, and it's and even being on set, you, 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 it was a huge sense of relief to step out of it. So it's a very kind of thick atmosphere. Yeah. Did you get all the scripts before you do this? Is it essentially like reading like one large movie, essentially? Yeah, we did. We were we were kind of we, we had when I say when we didn't get all of them. No, we had I think we had up to eight. Oh well, that's nearly there. Which is nearly there, but I think that was something. No, you kind of kept it. Kind of a bit, a little shroud of mystery, mm. and I mean, we didn't we didn't get the the last two scripts until I think a few days before sh- before shooting. Yeah. So there was always this air of mystery, and I, and, I, and it's it's quite helpful, I think, not to know everything. It's it's good to just know what you need to know. Do you so do you subscribe to like as an actor? Would you rather play a character that's pretty close to you, or do you want to like? do the guy that's a 180 because I know you famously talked about like Ron over the years of like how you guys kind of like conflated by the end sure yeah you were kind of the same person mm. and Julian it's safe to say is is pretty different than you he's yeah. big and brash sure yeah. not necessarily you know adjectives I would assign to you yeah absolutely he's yeah I mean he's he's not me in any way he's this works in the financial district he's a very brash he's, he's the kind of guy you'd want in a crisis I always think right because he's Kind of quite clear-headed, pragmatic. He, right. He's always kind of like two steps ahead of you. He knows yeah. a guy that will right. sort you out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's not me. And I, I do enjoy playing characters that are further furthest away from me. But I think naturally, there's always a bit of you in every character you play. Sure. And it's kind of it's a challenge sometimes to kind of keep a sense of that, but still right. kind of remove yourself entirely. And. and- this is this is I'm sure this has been a talking point in the in the press store, but this is the first American you've played. First, yeah, do I have that right? Yeah, yeah, it is. 
So that's kind of surprising. I mean, you've been yeah. doing this a bit. Has yeah. that, has that happened? Is that, a, like, do you hate our people? Do you, are you scared of the accents? <laughs> what, what's going, what took you so yeah. long? I know, it's never really come up. I mean, I, I did a pilot years ago. Oh, okay. Was that Clyde? Was that the... Yes, super, it was, yeah. <clears throat> and that was... superhero event, right? It was yeah, like, it was yeah. kind of like this um, Greg Garcia um, pilot. It was really good fun. It sounded it fun. Like it, was a good, fun it, was, it was a great premise, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's actually my own experience in, in, in doing an accent, an American accent. I've obviously, I've, I've done British regional accents. Right. To us, it's all, you know, yeah, ugly all, Americans yeah, yeah. are like different British accents. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. But no, it, yeah, it's... It's Tough, a challenge. Easy. No, it was challenging. I think it is. I mean, there's a part of it that that accent is always kind of it's always in there because it's so much in our Pop kind of culture. culture. Yeah, we yeah. watch the TV shows, and as a kid, you always kind of I used to play in like right. American accent. So it's yeah, it's it's but it's there's there's so many nuances that you don't actually realize until you. I had a voice, a really good voice coach. Got it. And it's just amazing the kind of technical side of it, like what your tongue. Right. Like what your tongue yeah. is doing when you talk. <laughs> Don't leave my it's tongue out of this. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it, it, it's, it's incredible because like, it's doing something completely different to how I'm talking now. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, I kind of enjoy that, that side of it, that really kind of quite do, technical side of it. Do you ever, okay, because you, you're one of the more recognizable human beings on the planet. So do you ever, when you're out in public... Do you adopt a different voice to try to go incognito? Do you have a Do you have a series of disguises and voices that you can uh, uh, assume when you don't want to be recognized? No, I've never thought about. I don't think my voice is particularly recognizable. Well, it contributes. It's not maybe the the the. the... Yeah, I know what you're saying. No, I mean, I I wear a cap. I, I, I that is my main kind of priority is to hide the, right. the hair. If I open the closet, I see like thirty thousand different caps yeah, for different occasions. Hats. Yeah, <laughs> I've gone through different phases as well of different hats. I'm on the cap. Stage of the moment, was, there was a beanie phase. Right, there was the top hat phase, which the just made, phase, made you stick yeah, out more, yeah. which is a mistake in <laughs> retrospect. Yeah, yeah, that didn't really work out. Um, the monocle, yeah, no, never a good idea. <laughs> yeah, is that um, Mr. Monopoly or Rupert Grant? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's confusing. Um, but yeah, no, it's I've, I've never really been one to completely hide from it. I, it's yeah, it happens. You, you found that's like the, the best attitude is to yeah, just make it normalize it on your part and maybe that makes it normal for other people absolutely yeah and it's something that's kind of gradually progress like i've it started happening when i was 11 so right you do kind of adapt to it and i can't remember life before that really, right if i'm honest so it's yeah so when so going back a, a, a ways do you in retrospect so you, you you get the role what around 10 or 11 that changes your life when you get ron right mm -hmm. so if you hadn't gotten that role, do you think you'd be a professional actor? Do you think like... I don't know. Do you know I, I don't mean? think so. I mean, it was never a, a great desire of mine to be an actor, I don't think. I, I never really, it never even occurred to me that this was an option. Right. It was really, I mean, what kind of drew me to, to auditioning and, and doing that was because I was a huge fan of the books. Right. And, I, and I felt this really strong affiliation with Ron. I always, I just knew who he was. And yeah. it was, yeah, it, it, that was it for me. But yeah, I mean, I've grown. I've grown to kind of love the industry, and 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 I, I, I always did school plays and things. I think there was always a part of me that. Right. I, I mean, I, I'm quite a shy kid, and I just found kind of playing someone else. Freeing. Was, and yeah, it was yeah. A, a real escape. 
think it's for a lot of actors. Mm. I mean, it's to, to, to varying degrees, and people on my side too. I'm not an extrovert. I wouldn't ever say I do more talking on microphones than I do sure. ever in my yeah. day-to-day life. It's just a way of. Uh, I mean, I think it's healthy for for us in different ways. Yeah, right? absolutely. I think so. Lets you actually emote when you're a closed-off, barren human being the rest of the <laughs> yeah. time, right? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm just speaking for myself now. <laughs> but okay, so. Those are those are the first films you you had ever done. You've done school plays and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Was there a period of adjustment, like when you started? Like, did you realize at the time that those sets were not the norm? Like, you were working on the highest level possible of movie making. When did it hit you? Like, oh wait, yeah, this this is a little different. It, I think quite late. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I didn't. I had nothing to compare it to. It was right. The, the first first thing I'd ever done. I kind of thought every. Movie was like that, but it actually, yeah, Harry Potter was kind of a unique thing. And we had so many kids, they hadn't they made new laws about kind of children <laughs> working. labor laws, basically. Yeah, kind of. You guys. Um, it was kind of a, a, new, a new thing. And uh, yeah, I think maybe, and also like this amazing cast that were around us, I had no idea the significance of like. You didn't know Maggie Smith. Maggie what, Smith. What 12 year old knows who Maggie Smith is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was only until, I mean, maybe if I had to put a film on it, it was probably maybe three. When I started realizing, actually, wow, this is right. This is uh, pretty special. And well, and that's also a significant film when Quaron came in and mm-hmm. Chris Columbus left. So that must have was that jarring because you Chris had helped cast you guys. I know. Sure, yeah, was yeah. it was it an adjustment where like, oh wait, we're it's going to be a different vibe, a different uh, yeah. leader at the helm. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there was so much. It was such a comfort blanket. It was. I loved Chris, and uh, he really nurtured us in those early days. He's like. He was swam all the time, and it was like it was a, a very kind of wholesome kind of family right. kind of relate. And so yeah, and then he he leaves, right. and this kind of mysterious <laughs> <laughs> Mexican uh, comes into the and and he, and he was amazing. I love Alfonso. I, I was huge huge fan of his. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, he really kind of mixed things up. It really changed. And I think that it really did feel like a different movie. I think. Yeah. Did and did. Like, did you know enough film at the time when you were kind of like growing up in those years to like get excited for different directors that were in the mix? Yeah. Like, were, were you advocating for like, oh, that would be cool to have such and such come in? Sure. And actually, it's interesting because um, Knight was gonna, I think he was gonna do three. Oh, well, that we, was the one he was up for. Yeah. I think so. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe it was another one, but he, he came. He came. We met him. He came to set, and uh, yeah. it would have been. That would have been interesting, but yeah, no, definitely the directors became a huge, huge part, and it was exciting because they they did come and they added something new, and it was yeah. they had a completely different process, and it was it was really great learning curve. I think we were, we were working with some amazing people, and we were yeah, it was like a film school. We were totally. learning so many different new things and ways of going about it. Yeah, between the revolving talent of directors and then even the revolving talent of of actors, sure. like you know, you'd have Branna come in for one, and yeah. Then, and yeah, Thompson, yeah. etc. So many. Was did you? So did did Maggie or Rickman like ever get not intimidating? I mean, those are intimidating presences. I I, yeah. I I never have had the chance to interview Maggie Smith, but but Alan Rickman was a pretty intimidating presence for on my end of yeah. things. Was he always intimidating for you? <laughs> You're like, yep. <laughs> he was. He had this incredible presence, but with that, I mean, like, so warm, and he was just amazing. Um. Yeah, really, really special. I mean, uh, I can say that he, he does really kind of stand out for yeah. me. But we had so many, like, Judy Waters was right. amazing. And I always kind of 
love being on set with her and yeah, Maggie Smith. Yeah, I think it kind of increasingly became more of like, wow, this is... This and is probably more of like, as you mature, like, oh, I should appreciate this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is not the norm. I'm <laughs> yeah. getting amazing, the film school of a lifetime here. Yeah, no, and it, it, was, it was great. And uh, it was, yeah, very lucky. Did the, did the age difference between you guys mean much? Because like, you were all relatively close in age, mm-hmm. but you were and are what you were like maybe two years older than Emma. The way I, I think more than that. I think two years. I'm two years older than actually. Might, I can't remember. Maybe I'm a year older than Dan. Two yeah, I have one year older than. I think you're one year older than Dan. Two older than Emma, and and Tom's got you beat by a year. Yeah. So at the time, wait, so that that means nothing now. Obviously, no. when you guys like hit thirty or late, even yeah. mid late twenties, not a big deal. But when you're thirteen. That can be a big it's deal. It's kind of a deal. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I was never aware of that. I always felt that we were kind of all in the same. And actually, I had, with the um, the tutoring, the, the, the on-set kind yeah. of schooling, I was, I don't know if it says about where I was <laughs> on the uh, kind of curriculum, but I was, I was schooled with Emma. Um, she's other genius, or you have? She's you pretty were. smart. I'll go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go is. that way in the episode of the reverse. <laughs> yeah. You're fine. She um, just happens to be very yeah, nice. She's just not supposed to be that, that smart. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, so I, 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 I was never really aware of that. Um, but, because, well, I mean, we were so, it was so detached from, like, you can't really compare it to it. It wasn't like a, a normal kind of, like, right. it's attempting to kind of compare it to being at school, but it wasn't. It was kind of something completely different. We were... Working fairly solidly, really. The education was kind of. We were doing like three hours. I think there was the kind of minimum we had to do. Right. Like, do, do you think you got like a real education? Like, if you had to take like the equivalents? Yeah. Would you actually pass <laughs> your know. high school? It's a really good question. I mean, because <laughs> I have some papers here. I need to fill out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a lot. Three hours isn't. No. A lot. But it was one to one, so it was kind of. Well, there you go. Okay. It was. I mean, I did okay in my exam. I left school. As soon as I could, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm probably the least educated out of the whole car. Maybe Tom is, Tom, Tom is in the same boat as me. You're a graduate of the school of hard knocks. You yeah, know real life skills. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're clever in different ways. Um, but it is funny, also. Like it feels like <laughs> the the weird like side note of those films was like it was like this. It feels like it was this massive social experiment. Mm. <laughs> Meaning like putting, you know, ten to twenty year olds. Forcing them to you like basically you were forced to be friends with people <laughs> like thank God you ended up Presumably getting along with these people yeah. for most of the years you did because I don't I didn't stay friends with the same people for ten years no. And there's a lot of things going on when you play like, I think around kind of from four we were all going through like yeah, Puberty exactly like that. Like, <laughs> It's it's a kind of angsty time and you know emotional times. Yeah, it was yeah, it was it was a lot going on but it was now nah, we were just Always kind of had this kind of mutual respect for every for each other. Yeah, we had a great time. It was, we were, I, from my point of view, it was I loved it. It was it was it was great. You you all in different uh, separately have talked about how like you vaguely at least thought about leaving at certain points. Sure. How serious did it get for you? And, <clears throat> and what, do you remember which uh, like what point it was? I can't really remember what point it was. I remember the having that conversation with myself and. I mean, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't go very far. And I think in reality, I, I, I love being there. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was, I, it, it would have been awful to leave. Yeah. I don't think I could have coped with being recast and right. all that. Can you imagine? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, it, it was, it was, it, I think it was really kind of what happened outside of, uh, it was the, the, 
dealing with kind of just that, just the spotlight, yeah, and went. not being invisible, and kind of it was it was a lot to take on, but it was short short lived. Yeah, I mean, when you're trying to like, it's probably f- fun when you're 12, but when you're 16 and yeah. you're trying to be like become an adult and do adult things, exactly, and like all yeah. you want to do is just like sneak around with your friends. Yeah, and like you can't do that. Yeah, there was a real sense of I was. This is I'm missing out on a lot of things. Yeah, and is this really what I want to do for the next five years? Right. Um, but then you saw the end in sight, and you're like, I can't. I've come this far. Yeah. It, it, and, 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 and as I say, I, it was. I love. I love doing it. But it. Yeah. It was. It was challenging. There was definitely some times when. Yeah. yeah I thought it was getting a little bit too much. So in the aftermath, which is what probably seven, eight years ago when you wrapped, mm-hmm. right? So is there a, like, did you know exactly, like, did you feel like, oh, I need a break? Did you feel like, no, I need to, like, immediately show I can do other things? Like, what was your attitude when Potter ended? Yeah, do you know what? It was a weird, really weird feeling. Because um, it, it was this huge period of our lives. And it was always, we always kind of, that was, the, the films coming out was such a, a part of our continuity. Really. Yeah, there was a routineness to yeah. it. Every year you Absolutely. would go back, yeah. And suddenly it just stopped. And it was, yeah, it was kind of weird. I didn't know what to do, really. I wasn't, I've never really huge, been hugely kind of desperate to, to kind of do other things. I wanted to kind of live a little bit. I felt like a Catch up on stuff yeah, we were talking catch about. Up. Yeah, And I did. I kind of, one of the first things I did was I had my tonsils removed. <laughs> <laughs> Which was weirdly became this kind of symbolic I was going to say, it's a symbolic, yeah, like, I'm an adult, I'm going to yeah. go. <laughs> I could never have it done because it was, the recovery was too long. Oh, that's fascinating. I probably had an opportunity. <laughs> just didn't do it. For some reason, that really did feel like a tonsils in the jar. <laughs> they give you a lollipop as you're leaving. You're like, I'm a man now. <laughs> yeah. It was a real coming of coming of age. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. It was kind of, yeah, it was freedom. And it was, I mean, I, I, and now looking back, I have a very different perspective of what those times like. And it was, it was great, but it was, it was the right time. And it was, yeah. like, the thought of kind of doing another right another one was probably yeah it would have yeah you you, you got it at the right time it was I think so. and and the kinds of material you've done you've done a bu- you know a bunch of different tv projects some some comedic stuff the mm-hmm. films have been kind of like they're small indie kind of mm-hmm. unusual ones i've seen most of them cbgb charlie countryman mm-hmm. was there looking back at kind of the first few that you kind of took yeah. Is there a common denominator of what you were looking for? Like, what were what were you sparking to? Not really. I liked... Um, it was always kind of character and script-driven, really. Um, and it still is to, It still is now. I don't have a conscious kind of plan. It's just kind of... Yeah. I've always been quite philosophical about it and just kind of, I guess, floating <laughs> a little bit. And yeah. just kind of doing things that I think would be fun and scripts that I can't really connect with. And, um, yeah, that was the case with this. Just instant. Yeah. You can feel it when you're reading it. The first, even the first like ten pages, you know if you want to do it or not. Are there common denominators in the kind of things that come across your desk? Like, or, or at least early on, was did you feel typecast in any way? Um, no, not really. It was always quite a big mix. I mean, there was a lot of kind of as I was becoming more adult, but the roles were a lot, a lot more kind of drug. <laughs> Drug addicts, right? <laughs> um, but it was no. There was nothing really. I mean, it was a lot of kind of the friend, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, kind of lovable kind of friend, 
um, which is, I, yeah, I feel very confident <laughs> in, that, in that role. Um, but no, there was nothing really... No, it was kind of a big mixed bag. Yeah. And I, I kind of enjoy that. What, what have, who have been the most stimulating actors post-Potter that you've shared the screen with, that you've been inspired by? Have there any particular experiences jumped out at you? Yeah. Um, I can't, well, yeah, it's a lot. There's, a lot. there's some, been some, some fun ones. Uh, John Malkovich was a recent one, who I've always loved. He's got this incredible... I mean, there's that Cringe, unique. Yeah, he's, there's no one else like him. No, it's like Jeff Goldblum. He's like, you know, there's Jeff Goldblum, there's John Malkovich, yeah, there are a few so true, that are yeah. like, it's, they're the same breed. <laughs> and he's just, this, he's, he's got this amazing breath. And like sometimes he'll catch you off guard and he'll go completely like con air, and like <laughs> so kind of darkly intense. But he's, he's a lo lovely person and just, just incredible kind of command for like yeah. his, uh, his uh, the set. Um, but yeah, no. I, Shia LaBeouf comes to mind. I was he gonna was say amazing. Shy on Charlie Countryman. Yeah, yeah, he was. I've never worked with anyone like him before. He's, he, I do admire every, everything. He's, he's he's great. And he's, I and love he's so, Shia. Yeah, yeah. He, he makes some really bold choices, and it was an it was a difficult movie to make that. Right. Particularly uh, certain scenes, but he was he was amazing, and I often think about. That. He um, have you seen Honey Boy yet? His new one. Mm. It's great. I really want to see that. Yeah, I just did. Uh, I've done a bunch with him over the years, and for this, sure, I did yeah. four Q and A's with him last weekend here no in New York. Way. Yeah, so I've spent a lot of quality yeah. shy of time. Yeah. He's just fascinating. Just like, and I, he you is. know, and I always just feel for the ones that have been through things and yeah. come out on the other side. And like, he's like yeah. always had a good heart. Absolutely. Um, because yeah, in that one famously, yeah, he decided to take LSD for real or whatever, and it was sure, like yeah, and he yeah. got a lot of flack for that, and arguably justifiably yeah. so. But um. Thank yeah. God he came out the other side of it. Exactly, yeah. Where did you, you guys shot that? Like in Eastern we, Europe, right? Yeah. yeah. We were in Romania for right. like, I think, maybe five weeks. It was a very short thing. It was quite a yeah. fairly low budget movie. Um, but yeah, again, he was just, he had this intensity that I really kind of respected. Yeah, him. totally. What did so even before Potter, what were the films that you were, you see my walls, so you see, you know what I grew up on. What, yeah, what, yeah. What did, what did you no, grow up on? Yeah, like, I, all of the, the these are all color of money. I love that well, film. That yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, no. I think the first movie I ever saw in cinema, actually I watched it recently, it was Mrs. Doubtfire. It was a huge <laughs> Robin Williams film. Chris Columbus. It was Chris Columbus, yeah. Um, which is, yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Did you know at the time that Chris Columbus had directed Mrs. Doubtfire? I don't think I did. <laughs> You'd probably not. Think, Why would you? I mean, you, that, you couldn't really look things up then. No. I didn't have access to uh, yeah, IMDb, IMDb. No, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's something I recently found. Actually, I recently found out the night wrote Stuart Little. He did the screenplay for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that was cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, film. I've always and horror has always been a genre that I've. So there you go. This is this has always is, been. This is probably the closest thing to like straight on horror that you've done, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I've never. No, this is the first kind of kind of thriller. Yeah, I've ever kind of been a part. Of. What were the horror movies that rocked your world as a kid? What, what did you see so too I, young? Yeah, quite a few. I mean, I was always into the kind of slasher. I went through a phase of like the hardcore kind of like Friday the Thirteenth kind of things, or like what? Like yeah, uh, even kind of like let me think. Oh, that, and also kind of the B movie. I, I went through the whole thing of that. There's like this kind of I can't remember the name of the filmmaker, but it's called Little Otik. And it's this, actually, it's kind of it's similar themes to our show. It's about this kind of <laughs> mythical, like, story where they 
this family try and have a baby and oh, wow. they do some sort of kind of folk magic and this tree stump kind of becomes their little baby and they have to look after it and it's like starts eating various parts of the neighborhood and it's, yeah <laughs> it's, it's chilling yeah it's good it's good okay. um, yeah so i've always kind of been in quite, quite obscure yeah. kind of yeah have you watched them um, do you keep up with horror now have you seen a little bit yeah have you seen I midsummer seen... yeah the midsummer the uh, guy no no, the I haven't seen that. no no i haven't seen that i, I think it's a folk horror that's his kind of new yeah. th- his thing yeah pretty no, intense definitely so do you like at this point you know it sounds like you know you emit and always have this kind of chill vibe like you know we'll see what yeah. comes like i'm not gonna like stress over whatever yeah. so do you not like you don't chase a filmmaker or like uh, or scripts is it more of like you'll take you'll the best of what comes you you have a discerning eye it seems and yeah. you can separate the shit from the <laughs> the stuff kind that stimulates of, yeah. you i mean i think there is definitely i have ambition but I'm not completely void of that, but it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, I have a very kind of relaxed and quiet. Yeah. I, I, I also put a lot of, I, I kind of, as much as I love making. You also like your downtime. Yeah, I, do, I really do. I appreciate it. I really yeah. kind of, I've learned to kind of appreciate that more, especially yeah. now I'm outside of. The, uh, uh, yeah, the rigmarole. Because even when you were not making the movies, you were publicizing them for months. Yeah. It was, it was like a, a full time job. Yeah, it really was. It was the whole year. And it was. Yeah, it was challenging, definitely, and uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a yeah, it's it was a relief to kind of have a bit more of a kind of relaxed year now. Yeah, like kind of enjoying that after the the child labor uh, laws that were violated <laughs> yeah. for ten years. Exactly. Yeah. Really. So, what do you do for what relaxes you now? Like, what do you do in, in your downtime now? Um, I do a lot. I, I've always been into art. I draw a lot. Um, I watch movies. I watch TV. I, <laughs> Uh, yeah, kind of all things really. Just sometimes, just doing nothing is is <laughs> I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I do um, I do really value the yeah, find value in the nothing. Absolutely. That's important. What uh, what TV? What TV have you watched lately? What have you? Um, so I'm, I'm I'm going through a bit of a true crime phase. I'm watching a lot of oh, I, I documentary is something I I love watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know everything really, and this whole like kind of streaming thing, it's really it suits me. So uh, I, I, I the binge, the yeah. binge model of just like once. I agree. It's like we've been now been spoiled. Like it's amazing how our you know we grew up with a totally different pattern, and now our brains yeah. have been rewired. We're like <laughs> we're like, I mean, I'm excited. Like there's the new Star Wars show is out. Yeah. But then I watched one, and I'm like, I can only watch one. What? Oh, okay. How does this work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? Yeah. I need eight at yeah. a time. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you become quite greedy with it, don't you? And you just, and I've done that. I've watched whole series. In what, I'm an insomniac as well, so it kind of feeds into that. Hell. Right. It doesn't help that. <laughs> but um, I think with this show as well, I think it's good to just kind of, you get three and then... That's the that that's yeah. that's the recommended Rupert Grant consumption so. pattern? Yeah. Three and, three and out? <laughs> yeah, that's the dosage. <laughs> What do you yeah, What do you get out of uh, so Knight directed two of the episodes? Do I have that right? One did, and yeah. nine. Yeah. What's the Is there a typical, like, what's he like on set? Like, what's his direct? Does he direct the act? Do you like Do you like a director to direct you? Or yeah, do you, you do. I do. Yeah. No, I I really like. I mean, and, and also kind of, you with, with Knight, you kind of, you feel there's there's a whole sense of freedom as well, and he yeah. and he likes you to kind of play and explore, and we do a lot of takes. Yeah. Um. And he's just incredible to have on set. He's amazing. He has this real... It's kind of... You can really feel it in the air. Like, everyone around him loves him. 
he knows everyone's name. He's just, he's yeah. just a great, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great experience. Well, he's created this like kind of ecosystem in Philadelphia yeah. too. I did a shoot with him recently. I'm doing this like series that's pretty fun where I go back to like famous film locations. So I went back oh, to where cool. he shot Sixth Sense. No way. I spent the day with him there, yeah. which is amazing. But like he's like, he's always shot in Philly. He always will. Yeah. He just has figured out a way to, it probably yeah. works with the same people, I would imagine. Yeah, always the same people in this. And you can really feel that. There's a real sense of like, yeah. kind of everyone wants this to be the best it can. It's, well, it's a great. And a similar way, I mean, even the director's changed. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. on the Potter crew you probably grew up with, besides yeah. even the actors. Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's people on Potter that had their, their whole career was Potter. They started right. the first film they did and they can continued with it. And it's, yeah, so it, I, I like that. I like that. That's I, I, kind of, and that's what I love about TV is you can it has a similar a, kind of mm-hmm. an ongoing relationship. Feel, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, and this was an unusual show because obviously we don't leave the house. It's right. all in the same place. We shot in sequence. Oh, that's great. That's which a, is really that's great. very rare. Yeah, it's a real luxury actually because I mean, it kind of added to this thing where you kind of really feel like it, it really had this kind of play vibe. It really did feel like it was. On stage, yeah, and it was. Uh, it's kind of. It's, it's great for kind of keeping you in the in the moment. Was the last time you were on stage here in New York? You did, did it play yeah, here it was, a few yeah, years ago, was, right? It was. Yeah, about 2014, I think. Right. Do you yeah. enjoy your time in New York? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It was. Uh, I loved. I love theater. I, I really kind of do get kicked out. I've done two plays now. Um, I would like to do more, but it's it's exhausting. It's that's the real work. That's like yeah, that's that's the. It's just constant. It's insane. I, I would. I can't even imagine. Just, I mean, Dan is kind of relentless. He just loves to just run himself ragged. I mean, does, from the start, like him. how to succeed in business, like a musical, like a yeah, full yeah, on. I, ne- I can never do that. <laughs> I know my limitations, <laughs> but it's it's great. It's a, it's a very unique yeah feeling, and I, I do get a kick out of that. But and this had that like you kind of did feel that like it was a small cast, right? A small stage. Totally. But a lot of kind of drama. I'm just excited to see. I've been, I've been a big Toby Kebbell fan for a while. Me too. And I've, yeah, he's one I've been like, like watch this guy. He's always, yeah, he always yeah. pops, and this is a good role for him and a good opportunity Absolutely. for him. So I was like to see it. Yeah, he's um, so much fun. So are you seeing anything while you're here in New York? Is it all press? Are you seeing any theater or anything? Uh, no, I mean, there's so much I would like to see, but um, no, this is a really quick trip. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but no, I love coming to New York. It's a very special place. I mean, I was here for a long time, and it's yeah, it's a great city. Do you feel you saw Cursed Child at some yeah. point, right? Maybe back in London. Or, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw it um, just after it opened in London. Yeah. And I know that it was a surreal experience. I mean, a great experience, but also surreal to watch someone else play your character. Yeah, it was. It was a very strange day. I mean, for some reason, they the audience kind of knew I was in the audience, and so there was you like feel that this strange like. Uh, <laughs> two shows Ovation. going on yeah, yeah. and then they, they, they applauded <laughs> so your presence my seat. Yeah. felt very kind of royal, royal. Yeah, yeah exactly it was, it, was quite, it was quite nice um, but yeah no it was a, it's an incredible play it's so so smart I mean Jerry's a genius <laughs> and the, the, I just love the continuation of these the story and it's just so seamless yeah. and it's yeah it's only it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing seeing seeing Ron um I mean, as I say, I feel quite protective of him. He's, as you should. Is he is he is kind of is me? I I, I I find it difficult to disconnect me from right. from Ron. So it's 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 a strange feeling seeing it, but it's it's great. I think it's 
it's a, it's a really great show. Where are you at with, as, as we close it out, like the daily, it's like you and the Friends cast have the same dilemma every day. You will be asked for the rest of your lives. Yeah. When are you guys getting back together? Yeah. Like, so do you, does your answer change based on like your mood? Like, do you, have you come around to, because I've seen different, like I've seen recent things with you. You're like, yeah, you know what? If it, if it, if it comes around, that'd be cool to do. Like, yeah. did that take you time to, to come to that? Like, it, it sounds like probably the year after. Yeah. Definitely Howls, you wouldn't have been like, yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Timing is a huge part of it, I think. And I think, I don't know, it still feels a little bit too soon right. for yeah. us. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, love, I love that character. I, I love Ron. I, I always feel this yeah. very strong connection to it. And I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't completely rule it out. I mean, but only if, like, everyone else was on board. I think. Right. It's more the attitude that you were talking about before of, like, that kind of you don't want to see someone else play. Like, you, you, you like yeah. it, it would feel weird, especially if they're, obviously, if, if all three of you and, and Tom, et cetera, it are be, doing yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be different. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I, re, I honestly don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see it being quite fun to revisit that, especially after a nice kind of like that break. Time. You can also see, frankly, and this uh, two years ago this would have sounded insane, but in this new world order of streaming, yeah. like... Yeah. The Adventures of Ron, like HBO Max <laughs> yeah, series, is not an inconceivable yeah. idea anymore. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. There could be some. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It's, who knows? it's, it's yeah. a very kind of different landscape. I think we're in. It's, it's crazy. Anything could happen. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's good to catch up with you, man. You've always mm. been such a good sport with me, indulging in my shenanigans, and it's. And, you know, <laughs> put that, that poll quote on my podcast <laughs> yeah. Rupert loves my shenanigans <laughs> uh, no honestly congratulations on the new series I always love it, what, to see what you're up to and, and this one really is, is my kind of thing so uh, everybody should check it out this Thanksgiving gather with the family it's a perfect family. Perfect family <laughs> gathering. Uh, yeah. Servant is the show. Apple TV Plus is where you can find it. Uh, Rupert, thanks again. Great. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>